For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and tight. You guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Alabama is going to see what Kentucky did this past week to really stall that Will Rogers-led offense because they couldn't get anything going when they played the Wildcats in Lexington. Well, we'll uh, we'll find out. It is Football Friday. It's going to be a different weekend around our state. It's brought to you by QC Kinetics. Say, this is the place that can help you relieve your chronic joint pain. If you've got pain in your shoulders, backs, knees, hips, all these, the lower back that's you know, maybe arthritis is the problem. Your doctor said you need a knee replacement. You can relieve that chronic pain without surgery, without drugs, without downtime. I've had uh, QC Kinetics help me with my shoulder. That's uh, bothered me for years. Can't sleep right on it. Um, I'm about three stages into the process. I can already feel the difference. 479-999-1234. They're right here in northwest Arkansas. 999-1234. We'll tell you more throughout the morning about our friends at QC Kinetics. You know, we will talk some more football coming up, but I do want to go to one of our favorite shows this morning, Yellowstone. Uh, There's some news on that. That apparently Kevin Costner's wife, according to Radar Online, has told him to quit Yellowstone or else. Now, season five comes out shortly, November the 13th. But I was not a huge fan of seeing that news, regardless if it's right or not. I was not a huge fan of seeing that. Costner was in Salt Lake area while I was out there. Oh, that's kind of cool. And um, he was working on a, another project or, or starting to lay the groundwork for a different project. Another one. And I believe part of Yellowstone is shot actually in Utah and not all of it in Montana. If I, if I remember reading that right. But, you know, I don't know. Is Radar? I mean, you'd have to tell me, is Radar a... A legitimate publication can, is, you know, people used to scoff at TMZ, but they were always right. Radar may be the same thing. I just, I'm not familiar, so I hate to look down my nose at a report from something called Radar uh, when it may be spot on. But, hey, hey I, all I know is I enjoy Yellowstone. It would not be the same without Costner. Uh, he's the central figure, and I'm looking forward to November 13th and watching that unwind. I'm, I'm looking forward to probably the marathons that, uh, that will be on Paramount leading up to it to kind of refresh pregame for a new season. Uh, you know, Yellowstone's one of my favorite things uh, of, of the fall. That is the, I can't remember the last time that I have genuinely watched a show the time it comes out oh, yeah, I mean, each and you, every week. I have chosen Yellowstone week after week after week over Sunday night football. That's what you do. I mean, that's what we do at my house. We mute Sunday night football and then have Yellowstone on. So that's how we do it in but our living But you're not really room. watching Sunday night football. Yeah. You're watching it during the commercial breaks of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it takes a special show for me to even watch the commercials 
I have no shows, zero shows right now that I watch live. Skip the commercials, DVR, boom, 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 boom. And hey, that's a good thing about when I, you know, you go to a game at Arkansas and now they put the uh, the timing board up during the the red hats out there. Well, I kind of know, hey, it's two minutes, and then in between quarters is three minutes. Bang, bang, bang. I can watch the game much faster that way. So kind of figure out the commercial patterns and these things. But that might be the only show of the year. In fact, sometimes, even when Yellowstone, if it comes on at 8 o'clock or whatever, I'll go in about 8.20, and that way I can get through the commercials but still be finished on time. So On the subject of Yellowstone, which is the only thing I watch live. We heard Saban, again, at the top of our open. Is he John Dunn? If you had to compare a character well he's not rip (laughs) he's certainly not beth and he's a lot stronger than jamie so i think if you had to pin him into a character he would either have to be uh, i mean he's the he's the type a he's the 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 kingpin he's the central figure i mean nick saban could only be john dutton I read an article, I think it was Chad Withrow of Outkick that had it, that was comparing each SEC, not SEC, just SEC, but top programs coach right now to these difference. And I think that Nick Saban is very much like John Dudden in several ways. Well, what ways are those? You mentioned the type A personality, wanting to have his hands on a lot of different things. The respect, he's not liked by everyone, but he's respected by everyone he's going to do things his way uh you have the the family ties aspect and i think that's kind of like nick's coaching tree like a lot of his handprints and what he's implemented across his coaching over the years has been passed on to the likes of several of his staff jimbo fisher kirby smart lane kiffin and the list goes on and on of coaches that have been alongside him for either a long duration of time or a short duration of time, that DNA, it's good to have when it comes to coaching college football if you've worked under Saban. You know, I, I hear people say, well, you don't like him, but you respect him. And then I always wonder, do you think Nick Saban cares that you don't like him or anybody doesn't like him? People that are like that, they don't, you know, they didn't it's get to that position them. by caring what you think, you know. I'm not talking to you directly, but just the, 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 the royal you. Uh, it, it, they don't care. I mean, that's, that's how you get to a spot like Nick Saban's in. Um, you don't really, you block out what the outside world cares, and it doesn't really matter to you. In fact, a, a lot of times the downfall of a lot of these guys is they don't care what their family thinks either, and that's what brings us circles back to the beginning of the point. You know, Costner's wife is reportedly wanting him out on Yellowstone. I'm guessing it takes up too much time. It's a it's become an obsession or it's become the, the central focus of his life and uh, would be my guess, and she wants more of his time back. Well, you know, we're going to find out if this is indeed true. Who does he listen to? You know, Miss Terry seems to have the ear of Nick Saban. I don't know. I guess we'll find out about Costner. I don't even know his wife's name, but we'll see who's in charge in that house. Bill says they need to take Nick Saban to the train station. (laughs) (laughs) I know you watch the show, Bill. Good text. B.A. compares Nick Saban. Blake said he wanted to take you to the train station once, too. Well, he he would not have the the strength to do so. B.A. says he's more like Tony Soprano. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. First Western Bank, we are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. 
Is anyone going to win SEC Coach of the Year besides Josh Heupel? Now, that has been the, the, the response that we've gotten over and over on social media. Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart. Guys, is there anyone that can sneak into that SEC Coach of the Year or is this, or this Heupel's to lose? Well, there's five games left, but if you handed it out at this point, Heupel's probably the winner, probably the runaway winner. Now, you know, who has this thing at the end of the year? We'll see. But if you were going to give a midseason Coach of the Year award out in our league, Heupel wins, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, Tennessee's got a lot left, and Ole Miss has got a lot left, and Alabama's not done. I mean, let's not act like Alabama's dead. So, you know, there's still a lot to do. But, yeah, I mean, Heupel's the leader, no doubt about it. That's our calling right there. We've been trying to figure it out. We're – to send out a press release, the morning rush midseason SEC That's coach it. of the year uh, list, and we'll put Heupel at the top of it. So, I know everyone here doesn't like Lane Kiffin. He's, he's Kiffin's got a yeah. he's got a. I don't dislike Lane Kiffin. I think he's fun. I most of our fan base hates him, though, right? Well, the fans like, well, but yeah. I, I would love to be able to cover Lane Kiffin because I think it would always be interesting if if he would become the head coach. And, and Arkansas got the right guy, but, but it w- our job would be probably more entertaining at moments because Lane Kiffin's just more entertaining. He's, he's got a little, he, he's got a little Spurrier in him. Great offensive yeah. mind, not afraid to say what he thinks. A little cocky. Spurrier backed it up. Cocky. Spurrier backed he's it up. He's one of those guys that if he's your coach, you love him, and if he's the other guy's coach, you hate his guts. Yeah, I mean, that's just him. how he is, and I don't mind that. Yeah, I think he's got a. And he listen, he. Tommy, you brought this up earlier this week. He had some rough patches in his life that he had to figure out. He's a better coach now than he was five or six years ago. I don't know why we expect a guy that, you know, you really don't settle in and learn, truly learn a job till you're, you know, in your mid-40s or whatever. The idea that a a 30, 31, whatever, 32-year-old head coach at Tennessee was going to make mistakes, I mean, hell, we all get better year to year. He he didn't know enough to, to not make mistakes, Chuck. I don't care how much a guy knows about football. If he's 30, 31 years old, and you pay him over a million dollars a year for what he's doing, he's going to go have some fun. I mean, he's just going to go have some fun. And any of you guys would, too, and I would. Any of us would. Let's try. And so, um, (laughs) you know, you grow up, and, and, you know, he's kind of grown up before the sporting world's eyes. I mean, he was young when he started, really young. And, And I'm not taking up for Lane Kiffin. He doesn't need me to take up for him, but... What I'm saying is, is um, I think he's a pretty good football coach, and he again, he is one of those guys. If he's your coach, you love him, and if he's not, you hate him. The problem would be if you're the same head coach ten years in, fifteen years in. Chuck, you're a better play-by-play man today than you were what sixteen years ago when you started I hope football. So. You know, I think about some of the poor, terrible decisions I made eighteen years ago when I started as as the general manager of this operation. It's a wonder we're here today. Some of the bad things I I had to overcome and get out of my own way i mean that's just what you do when you're young and you're trying to figure it out and you don't always seek advice in the right places just because you grew up around it like kiffin going to to practices when you were a a kid doesn't mean you've got all the answers at a young age well i can remember many times and all of us can when Ole miss was about as irrelevant in college football as you could get and people talk about Ole miss all the time now in college football for better or worse and they're seven and oh and I don't care who they played, you can't do any better than winning all the games on your schedule. So um, he's been good for them. And look, you know, people have said, well, our league's better when Tennessee's good. I don't know about that. But I think our league's a lot more entertaining with Lane Kiffin in it. I, I, I would agree with you. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Baxter Health. Compassionate care beyond measure. I know Arkansas football. You got a basketball game on Monday night. Dax back for the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. Still got MLB playoffs with the ALCS and the NLCS and some other big-time SEC games. Guys, of those four things, what do you think Arkansas fans are going to hone in on the most? College football Saturday. Mm-hmm. College football Saturday, no doubt about it. And if, look, the Ole Miss and LSU game's really good, a lot of people will watch that. Uh, if it's not, they'll go do something else. Everybody will watch the start of the Alabama-Mississippi State game, and if it's good, they'll stay with it. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people have football on, SEC football. That's what we're familiar with. That's what we love. If you're like me, you're trying to get all the the honeydews caught up because I've, I've given my life to college football for the last seven weeks. Now it's time to, to get a few things caught up, so I'll be working on that so I can be ready about 2 o'clock to get in front of the TV for the rest of the day. What does Laura ask you, and for all the others out there, 877-377-6963, what has your wife asked you to do this weekend? She hasn't asked me to do anything, to be honest. I just see all the things I need to get done that are kind of outside the, the four walls that are my responsibility. Because, you know? because of all my friends that have yeah. just gotten married, this is the weekend where their significant other has asked them, hey, you need to do this. You need to paint yeah. this. This tile needs to be done. Hey, we're going to start this yeah. garden. Because they know, because they're Arkansas fans as well, they know this is the weekend they can actually get something done well, the with their significant other. The problem is for all us married men, and it is you don't have an excuse built in. You know, I, I've always had that. Well, honey, I got to work. work. My hogs are playing. I got to. I got to watch these games. I got to. You know, I got work. You know, I, I don't have the 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 obvious built-in excuse this weekend. So I'm gonna have to be a little creative, guys, to come up with some way to get off the hook. Does I got it, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> does Does that work? You guys in this have y'all worked in this industry and been married? Does that work where you can tell your significant other? It's work. I have to watch this. Does that Well, ever... absolutely. It does? Of course. Well, it's different for you, Chuck, but when you were just doing the radio show and just watching, because you now have to attend these games, that works well, still? have been doing it for 30 years. Well, I think, yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you have to watch games. If you're going to host a talk show, yeah. you better you better keep up with what's going on. Do you ever get an eye roll? Or I'll get an eye a, roll, a shake but she's giving up. She, I mean, she understands, okay. you know, you know. She 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 accepts. Tommy showers her in fine jewels, puts her in a beautiful home. She's got a nice car to drive. Tommy gives her everything. I wish that was enough. I wish that right there was just simply enough. <laughs> Chuck, you forgot the Amazon account. That's the most important thing. Yeah, right, I guess Tommy? that's right. Yeah. Is that the scariest thing that you come home to as an Amazon bill? I mean, there's and a I, lot of other things you got to worry about. It's when you it's when you drive home and you can't see the front door for all the boxes stacked up. That's what uh, you just. Nothing. That comes from the her money department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out where that line's at. Her yeah. money, and I think that line's a lot closer to her side than than my side. Is it? You know? Well, back to I like the covers in the winter. She gets a lot more of the covers on the bed than I get. You know. Back to SEC football, Chuck. You brought something up in hour one. This is a huge marquee game that Brian Kelly could put on his resume for LSU. They got Mississippi State, who was ranked earlier this year. That was a win, or maybe they weren't ranked, but it was a win. Looks good now. But this is one I mean, Ole Miss hadn't lost yet. You win this one, LSU fans, they're going to love you if you get this one done Saturday. You know, this is an old rivalry. I mean, it's probably an underrated rivalry. Ole Miss and LSU go way back. I mean, to Johnny Vaught and Charlie Mack, I mean, it, it goes way back, and they, they don't like each other. And Ole Miss especially hates LSU. But, um, you know, LSU's 5-2, and two, and, and that's not a bad record at all right now. And they did beat Mississippi State in Tiger Stadium, and LSU's been good at home. And as was pointed out previously, they uh, you know they win a lot more day games at home than maybe people realize. It's hard to pick against LSU in their home stadium, even against a seven and zero Ole Miss team. But um, if Ole Miss can run the ball, they'll keep winning, and that's been the difference for them. That's what makes the Tennessee game such an impressive win for Tennessee because exactly what you just laid out there. A lot of people don't go in and do what they did. I don't care what time no. of day it is. That, that to me, validates even further, not just the Alabama win, but double down with what they did against LSU and Baton Rouge. And that tells you Tennessee's a good football team. Well, football, when you've a got a great team. quarterback, when you've got a great quarterback, and Hendon Hooker's a great quarterback, you can go beat anybody anywhere. You beat them at their place. You beat them at your place. You play on a neutral field. You beat them there. Yeah. Um, I just think he's the difference right now for them, and and um, he may continue to be. I wouldn't bet against him. You know, makes you, it makes you wonder why he didn't work out at Virginia Tech, doesn't it? Well, in some cases you just do, and you just find the right thing. You don't. But you guys have know how old he is. Always oh, what twenty three? He's he? twenty four years 24. old. Okay, yeah, he's he a grown man. man. He's a grown man, <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's taken a lead. Didn't work out in Blacksburg, like you said. But oh, I was dude. talking to our buddy Bruce. He said, "I think the guy's got a degree from here. He was so <laughs> here well, so long." You know, we were talking about coaches growing into their jobs. I mean, kids mature at a different rate. Sure, 
you know, you may have a guy that's athletically mature at 18, and, and, and he may have the emotional state of a nine-year-old. I mean, that's just the truth. And you may have a kid at 18 who doesn't have as much ability as the others, but emotionally he's going on 30. And so um, kids mature at a different rate, too. And obviously, whatever they've done at Tennessee, whatever the fit is, it's all meshed together. And uh, right now, he's, he's, he's helping them win a lot of games. That is probably one area in life we evaluate age too much and not, like you said, maturity level. Because not everyone gets to the same point with what they're capable of at the same rate. And we, we want to base it on, well, he's a freshman or he's a junior. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, that's, that's just not always the, the way it is. What's the? Hey, I've seen guys at 18 years old come into the University of Arkansas program in every sport. And uh, they're mature beyond their years. And I've seen guys leave here after five years, and they're no more mature than they were the day they walked on campus. Yeah. And it's not that they're bad kids, just kids mature at a different rate. A lot of that has to do with your upbringing and all the things that went on in your life prior to you getting here. And that's just how it works. And what you expect of yourself. Yeah. And the old adage that women mature, they're usually about four years past what men usually are in that well, ride whatever that's why you just wait on in there ty i'm not sure on that part <laughs> well they're well it's 727 here i'm talking about physically i'm talking about mentally well, you and emotionally you just keep on diving in there but you're gonna go without me on that one i'm giving women credit for being more mature and that's a bad thing I'm, I'm just saying that the you know, men? Just wait on in there. So so what what are you saying? What are you driving at here? What's your point? That men are immature. Well, break some news we didn't I, know. I didn't think that was a, a bad take. What are you looking for? Whatever. <laughs> I, I I hate it here. <laughs> oh man. I, I think my work maturity is a lot better than my weekend maturity. And I think a lot of people would, <laughs> would say that. I go to bed at a decent hour during the week, but not on the weekends. Women do mature faster than men. A man's, let's see what Tyler said, a man's brain is not fully developed until he's 25 or 26. Well, we're, just, we're just focused on the wrong things until we're about 25 or 26. <laughs> I'd say that's, uh, say that's pretty true. So on the back to the hidden hooker thing hooker can do something that Peyton didn't do two things actually won a Heisman Trophy I know a lot of Tennessee fans still are ticked about what happened in 97 when Woodson won over Peyton and win that national championship if you remember T. Martin was the quarterback of that 98 Tennessee team does that make him a better college quarterback than Peyton Manning if he does both those things this year no why well because Peyton did it over the long haul and, um, um, you know, Peyton, first off, got robbed out of that Heisman. Hendon Hooker's a great player, different types of players, completely different types of players. The game when Peyton played was much more of a drop-back game from a quarterback perspective. It's a different game now. Hendon Hooker's not the passer that Peyton Manning was. Nowhere close. Um, but it's a different game now. And quarterback, combo quarterback guys are – you know, they're all the rage. And he's a great one. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I don't think he's as good a college quarterback as Peyton Manning was. What do you think? If, 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 if all you do is compare numbers, I don't think that, you know, you can compare numbers without ever watching anybody play. And uh, I think when you watch him play, it's not hard to figure out Peyton was better. For me, it's hard to separate Peyton Manning college quarterback from Peyton Manning just total career. I mean, to, to me, it, it just, just it, it's hard for me to dissect that because – Peyton Manning, you know, one of the greatest 100 players to ever play in the NFL, and he's in our lifetimes, guys, in the last 25, 30 years at least, he's probably in the top five of all quarterbacks we've, we've seen, you know, maybe going back to 1990 or something. So to me, it's hard to dissect, okay, where, where was he in college versus this? Because I think Peyton Manning package is what it is. Well, I think it's the debate of Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton had one of the arguably greatest single seasons a quarterback's ever had in college football history. But no one's saying that Cam Newton is the best quarterback ever to play in college football. Manning's got the four years. But, guys, we got to remember, Manning never beat Florida at Tennessee. Four years, 0-4. Oh and, and I guess he But it's was, not a quarterback against a whole team. That, that, I mean, and that is true. And Florida's not as good this year. But if Hooker is able to beat the greatest college football coach of all time, 
The best defense in college football this year is Georgia. Probably have to beat them again in either the college football playoff or the SEC championship. I just don't know if we'd be giving him enough credit because he's always... A lot of ifs there. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but he's going to get plenty of credit. Just because people say he might not be as good as Peyton Manning doesn't mean he's not getting credit. He's getting plenty of credit for his work. But, again, if all you do is compare numbers, if all you do is compare, well, he beat this team and, or, and, and this guy didn't beat that team, I mean, Peyton Manning pay, played almost 30 years ago now. Um, you know, respectfully, I mean, I don't know how many people that are young that would make the argument hookers better even watch Peyton Manning play as a collegiate. So uh, sometimes you got to watch him play. But Hooker's getting plenty of credit, and he should. And just because some people think Manning might be better doesn't mean they're 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 saying Hooker's not a good player. I mean, he was the he was the morning rush midseason Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, what I do mean, you want? I mean, nothing more. <laughs> but I mean, what you said about thirty seconds ago, I think's interesting. They they end up beating Georgia. They go to the He's going to have to beat them again. They could play Alabama again and then go to the playoff and have to maybe beat Georgia again. Yeah. If you did all of that, that'd be one of the greatest accomplishments in, no in, doubt in the it. SEC since I don't know when. Tennessee, I don't know if he can do it, I don't but know, that but, would be a great accomplishment. Tennessee fans are on cloud nine right now. Well, sure. And if they beat Georgia, it's going to go to an unreal stratosphere. But just know, Nick Saban's waiting on you, and Kirby might be waiting yeah. on you in the college football playoff. You're going to have to beat at least one more time if this plays out after what happens in Athens in the beginning of November. You're going to probably have to beat Saban again, unless Ole Miss and Kiffin beat him. And then you're probably going to have to beat Smart again if they go if they went out the rest and, of the way. And what odds? Well, they you know that, that though. Yeah. I mean, they know that, and that's why you know just because your fan base is sky high doesn't mean that your football guys don't realize that. You know, we got a you know, we got a long road ahead. Guys, let me pause just for a second and tell you about Baxter Health. Those of you in Baxter County and in that area know exactly what I'm talking about uh, talking about that Baxter Regional Medical Center is now Baxter Health and it is compassionate care beyond measure. That's their mission. And when it comes to health and healing, there's no place like home. And they want you to feel like you're at home at Baxter Health. Now, they're a magnet-recognized health care facility. They offer a wide variety of specialized care, neurosurgery, cardiothoracic surgery, urology, women's health, uh, pain management. Uh, they can handle it all. And they've, and they've got family medi uh, medical and uh, physical therapy clinics that are open right now around north central Arkansas, actually 11 counties in Arkansas, and uh, some more in Missouri right now. If you'd like more information, you can log on to BaxterHealth.org. Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. So we're going to be at the Kendrick Fincher Gala on, and it's not gala, it's gala, right? Yes. Say that right. That's a fancy term. I'm, I'm not really used to saying stuff like that. We're going to be there on Saturday night, and I've got an idea. And I don't, yeah, you're I don't trying want to, to become the, uh, what was it, the, the homecoming king? I'd rather someone else win it. I'll help out raise as much money, but I'm not deserving of that award. I don't I don't deserve to wear a crown. Someone else can wear the crown. I think you need to emcee like a debutante ball or something like that. You mm -hmm. need to be the guy on the mic that uh, does that. I, after Cotillion, I told myself Cotillion, I'll never, that's the word never, I never do anything like that again. Yeah. I told Baylor Brad, just never going to happen. My kids are going to bed. But back to the... The, ga the gala. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about us giving away a prize to sit in either the morning rush, halftime, or Ruskin and Zach as a show? Is that enticing well, to people? First of all, I think the Kendrick Fincher Foundation is perfectly aligned with what we do because we talk so much football and they, they try to help all these high school programs and, and educate people. But no, I think that's a great idea. In fact, we should do we should do all three shows if, if it would raise some money for them. So, so is what you're saying? People could go to this and bid on getting to sit in here with us. What, what are you saying? That would be the idea. What do you think, I think Chuck? you might have to nail that down. What a dream date with Ty. Yeah, that would that that's would be gonna, my suggestion. That's not going to sell, Chuck. But other than that, yeah, if they want to, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, that'd be great. It is a great cause. Yeah. I, I had a chance to speak to them several years ago when they had their little noon thing and. A lot of coaches were there, and it was a lot of fun. And they do a lot of good work. Let's they do it. They do a lot of good work. Let's do it. So someone can go to this auction. We'll make this happen and bid on the opportunity. I bet this raises tens of thousands. Hmm. Just, tens I tell you what, thousands. here's what here's what else I'll do. We'll spring for breakfast. 
Wow. Oh, he's going all so, out, Chuck. We'll go all out. I guess so. Then come in and watch the show. We'll let, him, we we'll, we'll let him visit on the air with us for, for a little bit. Um, and uh, we can do it in, in either the Fort Smith or the Fayetteville studio. And, uh, you know, come watch the show. Well, let's just do it for all the, th- all the shows. If, I mean, it's a good cause. Is that going to take away from the, uh, the, what's the, I can't think of the word. The ambiance of the not being in studio that like what goes on behind the scenes or is they going to add to it, you think? Well, I think there's people that are uh, curious about that. that. That's what they're paying for is to see what goes on when the, How when many the times microphones we are all curse at each other during the break. Absolutely. So plus or minus 50 during the show. I'll take the over. So. Hammer it. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So put that in there and uh, we'll, uh, you know, you know, ESPN, when they do the Jimmy V stuff, they give away some experiences like that. So. Hey, it's the best we got to offer. You can come in here and uh, watch us do the show. It'll be thrilling. It'll be, it'll be something you tell your grandkids about years from now. You know, we've so. gotten offered at some point once, I don't know what the COVID protocols are in Bristol right now, to go do the show from yeah. up there. We've got to do that at some point. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I know it's an 80s night deal. You got your 80s costume. I'm supposed to get it. Out, your wardrobe. I'm supposed to get it on Saturday. What are you, what are you wearing? I don't know. I'm just, Corny's going to pick it out. Hmm. We're gonna go. Just tell me what to wear. All right. Well, that uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Nohouseadvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Guys, how do you think the portal should be limited when it comes to transferring out and moving from a college to that portal? Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the things they're doing was in order, and that's to put a time frame around it. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Just like in the professional ranks, you've got a period where you can sign a free agent contract, free agency opens, and then free agency closes. And I think that's the way it ought to be done. You know, these guys monitor this every day. Sam Pittman said one night on his coach's show, he said, we monitor this every day. And there are certain times of the year we monitor it every hour. And that's just kind of how you have to do it now. And uh, But I do think putting a period in place where this is when you can enter the portal, this is when you can't, this when this is when you have to transfer if you're going to play. Um, they got to do something about this um, four-game thing in the season where guys are, you know, playing their fourth game uh, or their third game and then entering the portal so they can keep that year of eligibility. There's, there's some loopholes in here that they've got to close, and it sounds like they're moving towards that. Yeah, I- I think that's exactly where you got to start is is limiting where guys can basically use this as a uh, as a way to threaten their coach, their their, their coordinator, or whatever. I'm going to enter the portal. I'm going to you know. I understand we want to kind of balance some of the power. That's been one of the the calls to action over the last few years. We need NIL. We need this to give the the, the powers too much in favor of the university or the school or the coach. But um, there has to be some some fairness to this. And I think we went too far in one direction giving the players basically carte blanche to transfer when you want, as many times as you want, um, as many schools as you want. Some of this is they're starting to reel back in, and I think you're exactly right, Chuck, the first time. And then I think they're, you should only be allowed to move once without penalty. Beyond that, unless there's – and maybe you want to add to that, hey, if the head coach leaves, 
something of that nature. I, I could I could get on board with that. circumstances, yeah. You know, because coaches come and go. But, Chuck, this idea that a player could basically play in four places in four years with no penalties, I can't get on board with that. And, and they're, they're bringing well, some of that back to the center. That, that, you know, the part about being able to transfer, unlimited transfers, you know, that I'm not sure some of that stuff's not here to stay. But I think what you've got to what you got to caution against, and what you've got to remember is these are not grown-ups. And you can go home mad one night, and a couple of clicks on the computer, and you're in the portal. Yep. Now, how many times in your life have you written an email to somebody or sent a text to someone, and you've hit send, and two seconds later you thought, God, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> uh, we do it all the time, and these are kids. And all they got to do is go home and get on their iPad. They don't even have to do that. They can use their phone when they're driving home. They can be mad and they're in the portal. Now, you got to do something about that. Yeah. You can't have that. I can see both of you in years past, maybe even today, typing out text or emails but not sending them. Is that something that you guys I, ever do? Well, my my <laughs> problem, Ty, is I usually send them. And uh, so uh, that's what gets you in trouble. Yeah. Oh, man. No, that's exactly right. I mean, there ought to be like a, um, a cooling off period. All right, you can fill out your paperwork, but we're not going to submit this for uh, for 72 hours. We're going to give you a little cooling off period because football cool. is an emotional game. You go to practice, you go to a film session, and your coach just chews your behind up one side, down the other because of your play or, or, or your unwillingness to go to the weight room or whatever the situation is. And as Chuck's saying, you... You emotionally react because we've made it available and easier than ever before to just quit. And that, that's the way the people from the outside view it, Chuck, is we quit. And that's not well, always true, but that's how it's viewed. Sometimes these kids get bad advice. Yep. And I don't know how else to put it. Sometimes they get really bad advice. They've got people chirping in their ear that love them and want them to do well and, and, and most of the time do have their best interest at heart. They just don't always have a full understanding of what they're advising just to be honest and um you know some of these kids don't always get the best advice on that stuff if they get advice at all you know a lot of times the quarterbacks in the portal work out and some of the more high profile players work out but uh, by by large in large percentages players don't generally resurface at the same or a higher level by going into the portal we 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 can point to the exceptions a lot of times and a lot of those are specialty player uh, skill players the guys most of the guys that go into the portal don't come out the other side in a better situation from a football standpoint at one point there was like 30 percent of the guys that entered the portal had not found that second home mm -hmm. you got to be a dude yeah if you're going to enter the portal and that's why sometimes i think and i don't know the full details of malik hornsby but i do wonder if the other part of it was he put his name in and there wasn't a lot of other offers for him to play again i don't know the situation 100 percent, but that is something else that needs to be accounted for when you're discussing this is that there's other places that want you at all well the thing you got to remember is that you know schools have their recruiting plan i mean they've uh you know they work on this all day every day and they know most days you know how many they're going to offer. They've got a pretty good idea about who they're going to offer. My point is, is you may have all your plans in place, and then some guy enters the portal, and bang, all of a sudden your plan changes because you want to go get this guy. What I'm going to be interested in seeing long-term, there's going to be conversation about this, is does this affect the number of scholarships yep. you hand out to high school freshmen um, or high school seniors that are going to become college freshmen? Uh, how does it affect that? Um, are you cutting off a high school recruit to take a portal guy? And long-term, does that help your program? Um, I think a lot of those things are going to have to be balanced long-term as we kind of see the real effects of this portal. It already has. Richard said there's some mid-tier guys that yeah. may have been offered, but because of the portal, as Chuck just alluded to, mm. they haven't necessarily gotten that scholarship offer they're yeah. thinking they're going to get. Everybody's still trying to completely straighten out rosters from the COVID period, too. Well, we haven't completely worked through, through all of that. 
at Joshua's Fine Jewelry. We specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. I didn't think Dominique had gotten any carries against BYU. Went back and double-checked the box score. I was correct. Is that surprising, guys? Not to say that Rocket and AJ and Rashad didn't do a great job in that game. Is that that odd to see? He didn't get a single carry in that game? Oh, maybe a little bit, you know. But, um, again, I mean, these guys, you know, they're going to go with a hot hand. And, um, you know, a lot of this is going to be determined, too, by what happens in practice during the week. And, you know, Rocket's been the hot hand, and DeBinion's played well, and AJ's played well, and, a little bit surprising, though, that he didn't get a single carry. But, you know, when you look at the way the season's unfolded, I mean, it's the other guys that have been carrying the load. Here's why it's more surprising to me is because you look at that game and Rocket set out a quarter, a little more than a quarter after the fumble. You, you would think in that period of time there was some opportunity. But this was also a game where they threw it a lot more. So, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at the stat sheet, you would expect to at least see a couple, three carries at a minimum. Should he be getting the goal line carries with his being the biggest body type of the four guys? When they get in the red zone, when they get inside the 10-yard line, is Dominique the one that should be getting the football? Oh, I don't know about should. I mean, could he? Yeah. But, but I mean, there again, I mean, you, you know, we don't see what goes on during the week. And I promise you that what happens on Saturday is based on, you know, many times what happens during the week. And Absolutely. so – um, yeah, would he be an ideal guy there? Sure. But, um, you know, we're not privy to what happens during the week and maybe why they're going with somebody else. What do you think the the game time we see, and I know that's what ultimately counts, but Chuck, you got a better feel than I would have on that. What is, what, what is the fraction of the percentage of everything that goes into that week? I, the game's got to be what, maybe 15 or 20% max of what we see. You know, the coaches are evaluating a hundred percent. We're only seeing, and I know that's the finished product, but it's probably less than twenty percent of what they're putting well, into getting ready for a game. They've 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 got to evaluate everything too. I mean, we see a guy underneath a helmet with a jersey on on Saturday, and um, you know these guys are evaluating football, off the field stuff. I mean, they've they got lots of stuff that they evaluate in terms of who gives them the best chance to win. And there's not a coach out there. Uh, when you talk about should somebody be doing something, there's not a coach out there that, you know, is not going to put the guy that he thinks gives him the best chance to win, or in this case, the best chance to score. And so um, that's what they're doing. And I mean, they've they've you know they've done okay. I mean, it'd be nice if they had a couple more scores inside the red zone, but I don't I don't think it's because they've not given the ball to Dominique. They were a lot better this past week against BYU. Scored, I think, five touchdowns, one field goal, and had one missed opportunity, which is better than what they've been this season. So right now, just based on what we've seen, he's fourth on the depth chart, right? I think well, I mean, I don't I, 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 you know, I think that varies. He's, he's, he's not the starter, 
but that doesn't mean he's going to be the fourth guy going in. There may be a game or a situation where, you know, he's the second or third guy in. So, you know, he's 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 not the starter. He's not going to be the first guy out there, that's for sure. Does he look the same as last year? Because Bill texts in and says he doesn't look like the same player. It looks like he's still that knee injury still bothering him. He missed uh... – what was it? Missed first few games where we didn't, we didn't seem. I mean, it's all running together at this point. But there was two or three games where we kept expecting him to play, expecting him to play. Coach talked about him being likely going to play. Didn't um, you know, Chuck? There was a while I didn't know. I didn't know when when he was going to get on the field. Yeah, and, and you know, there again, I mean, you can't out of one side of your mouth say, you know, Rocket's going to get fourteen, fifteen hundred yards, and then say, well, how come Dominique's not carrying it more? I mean, that's uh, – or how come DeBinion's not carrying it more? You know, A.J. Green's gotten a lot better. So they got four backs, and as we've seen before, um, you know, things can change pretty quickly in terms of who you're giving the ball to. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's a situation where right now he's not the one getting the ball, but it doesn't mean he won't be before it's done. A.J. nearly had – almost 100 yards of scrimmage or yards of scrimmage last year from scrimmage and was looking good. I think he's running more powerfully than he was as a true freshman, which is expected. You get better. I wonder how those five remaining games are going to play out if we'll see him more frequently. Speaking to Dominique Johnson or if it's just kind of kind of be the same MO that we've seen these first seven games or I guess the first four that well, he actually Well, you played. know, injuries, I mean, matchups, how somebody's doing in practice, overall health, I mean, all that stuff comes into play. And so um, I would suspect that Dominique would probably get the ball a little bit more going down the stretch. But, um, you know, we don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think it's important from an O-line recruiting perspective, from recruiting the next great running back that's a, a junior in high school right now, being able to point at the end of this year and say, hey, my guy got 1,000-plus yards, 1,200 yards, I think it's important to recruiting. No doubt about it. And it's a win for the offensive line. You'd like your offensive line, perhaps, to win that Joe Moore Award at the end of the year. And and doesn't mean that you keep giving the ball to the guy that's going to get 1,000 yards because you want your line to win an award. But, you know, a lot of times those things go hand in hand. But, um Look, here's the deal. I, I mean, they're going to play the guys that practice the best and play the best in the games, period, end of story. Dominique's on that list, great. Uh, but it's not going to be based on what he did last year. It's because, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be based on what he's what he's doing right now. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Last year, they did not have someone go over 1,000 yards rushing, and they had, I think, four guys go over 400 yards, Rocket, Dominique, KJ, and, and Traylon, who's now at, I think, UTSA. They looks like it's it's changed up a little bit. Uh, is that just going to be a year-to-year thing, Chuck, where Pittman's going to decide we got that one bell cow or kind of spread the wealth like he did the second season? Well, I just think it depends on your team. It depends on the year. Um, I think you'd like to have a feature back. I think you'd love to have a guy that, you know, he's going to give you a 1,000 yards. You know, you'd love for it to be a situation where, you know, uh, um, you've got an All-American back there. But it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, last year, Rocket was a freshman. And, um, you know, it was uh, it was a different situation with the other guys, too. Rocket's a more mature player now. And uh, that may have something to do. In fact, I suspect it does have a lot to do with the distribution. Um, You know, when they talk about Rocket Sanders, and we talked about it this week, about, you know, the way he is off the field, um, the way he handles himself, how he's always early, how he's, you know, a a leader in many respects, a quiet leader sometimes, but he leads by example. Uh, Those are the guys that get rewarded now. I mean, all things being equal, those those are the ones that get rewarded. And, um, you know, he's also a great player, but I think ideally you'd love to have a feature back, but as we've seen, you better have three or four that are pretty good. Anytime an injury occurs, you want to have someone right behind that guy that's, it's not always going to be equal to, but at least complimentary. And I think we've seen things from AJ Green and Rashad DeBinion that if Rocket was to go down with an injury, you're not a hundred percent dissatisfied well, with what could happen next you look at the great teams in college football particularly the great teams in our league and obviously alabama is one of those teams in georgia um traditionally i mean they're 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 generally four deep at running back i mean they are generally four deep 
at running back. So, um, you know, if you're going to run with those guys, you better be four deep too. 877-377-6963 is the number to call or text in this morning. It's a football Friday. Tommy Kraft, Chuck Barrett, Ty Richardson, kind of talking about the running back situation. If Dominique doesn't play the rest of the year, Tommy, is there a chance he transfers? If he is what we no. assume to be fourth on the depth chart, I don't think just based can, on the playing time. I don't think you can be absolute on anything anymore. But I, I would, I would think not. But because, because again, we go back to the conversation we were having earlier about horns being just other players. Where can you go where the grass is certainly greener and it's not being fertilized, but it's a better situation? I'm not suggesting Arkansas is a top ten program right now, but. You know, when you enter that portal, you open yourself up to to a lot of options, and a lot of times those options are not better than where you're at. This is still a, a middle-of-the-pack to upper-half program in the SEC. It doesn't get a lot better in college football than that. Well, I, you know, I think we're reading a little bit too much into this. Um, and, and let's not forget, there's a lot of season left. But, um, you know, again, playing time's distributed based on how you practice and uh, how you play in the games. And um, you know, I know he was hurt, and there may be some residual effects from that. I don't know. There may be some. Yeah. But, um, you know, right now, he's not the one that's getting the ball. Now, what happens as we move forward, we'll see. But I think it's a little early to wonder if Dominique's going to transfer. You know, now you know Pittman better than, than any of us, obviously. But, but he just strikes me from the outside looking in as an old-school bird. I mean, he's just a tough guy, old tough boot, and – he probably uh, values and looks at, at toughness and, and what you're willing to put yourself through mentally and physically. And I think there's probably some things that are, um, that are separators in his mind when it comes to who's getting carries and depth chart. And I, I th- I, you know, he talks about toughness and loyalty a lot. I think those are two of the biggest things you better have if you're going to have a successful career playing for him. Well, you know, there's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. And, uh, you know, a lot of the old school guys, they, you know, and the, and, and the young guys too. I mean, football is a game based on toughness. They, they want you to play, um, you know, they want you to play hurt. Maybe not necessarily injured, but they want you to play hurt. And I'm not suggesting that that's what's happened here, but I think, you know, Pittman's of that breed. He, um, you know, again, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Well, there, there's veteran coaches that have evolved and aren't necessarily old school. But would you would you describe Pittman more in the the old side camp? The the you know the the, the guy that would, would if allowed still grab you by the face mask kind of kind of coach. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm, I mean, you know, maybe back in the day, that's the way they did it. I, I he is very much a um, he's a player's coach in terms of his relationship with the players. I think that. Um, you know, when you when you hear him talk to the players, you you realize that there's a genuine caring there, and I see it when the players come to the coaches' radio show. The way, uh, you know, the way he interacts with them, the way Jamie, his wife, interacts with them, and um, I think he genuinely cares about those kids. You know, you can't fool kids. You think you can, but you can't. They know when you care, and they know when you don't, and. Um, Pittman cares about him, and when you care about a kid, you can coach him really hard. If they don't believe that you care about him, they're not going to let you coach him really hard. And I promise you, those guys all know Pittman cares about him. You see these interaction with former players at Georgia and other times where they see Coach Pittman, and there's still a relationship there. And it's it's one thing to have that relationship with the players you currently have on your roster, but I think that's all you need to know. I was close to when that Georgia offensive lineman saw him in SEC media. I think it was maybe it's D lineman and it was like they had yeah. they hadn't seen each other in years what they had. Was it Pro Holt or one of them got drafted here at Arkansas while Pittman was at Georgia and he flew in was in their home. Um, Ragnow or Pro Holt? Maybe Ragnow. But but the point was he didn't even coach the kid anymore. He he went to their home for their draft night because that's the kind of bond and relationship he built back then so i mean he, there's a lot of sides and facets but I, I still think toughness is something he values probably more than oh than no recognize. question about it no question about it that's 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 and, that's the way all the good coaches are and you 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 know you got no one to hug and when to kick and that's a hard part of being <laughs> being a leader you got no one to hug him and when to kick him in the butt no doubt about it yeah so i mean it uh that's an interesting watch hey this hour of chuck barrett brought to you by bradford marine 
Hey, let me talk to you for a minute about Bradford Marine and ATV, guys. You know, hunting season is right around the corner, but it's also motorcycle riding season. And one of the things I like about Bradford Marine and ATV is they give you an opportunity to do both. You know, if you've got if you've got plans for hunting season, they've got the ATVs right now. If you're a rider, if you're a motorcycle rider, and you want to get out and you've got you've got plans to enjoy that during the fall. Bradford Marine and ATV is the location that uh, that you need to go to, and you can log on to BradfordMarine.com. I want to go back and reference Chuck's conversation with Scotty Bordelon of Whole Hog Sports in the latest edition of the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast. Shot selection, three-pointers, something that Arkansas has talked about since Muss has been here. Arkansas might be a team that only maybe takes 16 or 17 threes a game, but I would think this year Arkansas is utilizing this analytics site called Shot Quality, which is going to tell them everything they need to know about what shot this guy is good at, which shot guys are bad at, that kind of thing, and they're really going to, I think, utilize that. So Arkansas struggled mightily from the three-point line last year, 316th in the country. They have not been good since Muss has been here at shooting threes, and he's addressed that. He knows that, and it sure seems like, based on your conversation with Scotty, they're trying another thing to see if that can be addressed this year, Chuck. Well, I mean, they've had guys that can shoot threes, and, you know, I think a lot of their threes will probably come off dribble penetration, uh, off the uh, off the kick out. This is going to be a dribble drive team, it seems like. Um, and I would imagine that, you know, they'll get some kickouts off that. Smith's a pretty good shooter from what I, you know, from all accounts. And um, there are some others that are, you know, that are Brazil shot threes well. And I guess Dunning's even one that they've talked about shooting threes well. Guys tend to shoot threes well if, if, if you know, it's within the rhythm of the offense. A lot of times that penetration and the kickout is where your threes come from. And, uh, um you know, we'll just have to see how they do. I think Nick's going to be able to break down the majority of his defenders that he faces this year just based on he's got such a good hesitation and crossover, and we've been fortunate enough to watch him in practice. And I know he's going to go up against some elite college defenders, particularly the SEC. But when it, you talk about getting to the rim, he is he's going to be hard to stop this year. He's going to have coaches in the other league in the league pulling their hair out this year for what he can do on a basketball court. Talking about Nick? Yeah. Uh, but the other thing we haven't seen yet, and there's going to be cases in this league, and I don't have a list in front of me, but we just know how this is. He's going to play guys older than him that, you know, I don't know how much summer ball and all that stuff pickup we don't see, but you know, he hadn't played against a 21, 22, 23-year-old grown man. You know, driving the lane and doing some of this that, uh, you know, the, the physical aspect, he's going to see some things, Chuck, he's not seen before physically. I'm not saying he can't be successful, but there's going to be some new things that he ain't seen just because he's been at an EYBL event. You, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you kind of look at Arkansas and Kentucky. You know, this year it's Arkansas that's got all the new players, and you've got a guy like Nick Smith Jr. on the first-team first all-conference preseason team, you know, without having played a game. And, you know, we would see that went through a run there where we saw that with Kentucky. This year, Kentucky's got Shebway and Severe Wheeler, who are both, you know, older guys, seniors, I guess. And the point there is just to kind of talk about what you're talking about is there are going to be some really good veteran guards in our league. Uh, there are really good coaches in our league. And, um, you know, they're going to have a plan. Now, whether or not it works, that's a whole different deal. And I think whether or not it works may have as much to do with all the other parts on the team as, as it does just, just Nick Smith Jr. I, I think it's all got to work together there for him to be at his best. But um, he's going to have a lot of chances, and coaches are going to have to account for him. But you're right. I mean, there are veterans out there that are going to find out just how much he can play. Not does he have skills, but how much he can play. You were talking about veterans, Tommy. What I said this summer is Ricky Council is going to be the best thing that happened to Nick Smith. 6'6", 205, older guard. He's already said he wants to be the defensive player in the year in the league. Guess who's guarding Nick every day in practice? Mm -hmm. In the practices we saw, guess who's guarding Nick? Mm -hmm. That would be Ricky Council. Ricky Council is going to make Nick a better player day in, day out. As an older guy, pushing him, physical, 
making him the best he can be. You're getting that every day in practice. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.